Here at Hutton, when we're not watching members of the Pilots' Federation dress up in skeleton suits, driving SRVs round and round in circles, or hiding in the next room, we know that in the hectic lives that we all have, one of the great benefits about travelling to the orbital is the time to relax, catch up with chores, or just kick back and watch a movie. We recognise that not everyone is lucky enough to have missions to Alvin's home, and that most trips that people take are much shorter. And so, for those of you who are time poor, we present the latest in our series of condensed movies, our neutron stars of culture. In the final decades of the 20th century, men and women in rocket ships landed on the moon. By 2200 AD, they had reached the other planets of our solar system. Almost at once, there followed the discovery of hyperdrive through which the speed of light was first attained and later greatly surpassed. And so, at last, mankind began the conquest and colonization of deep space. One such location is known by some as the Forbidden Planet, by others as Altair IV, and by only a select few as a possible location for Raxler. We join the crew of the excitingly named ship C-57D as they supercruise through the Altair system, heading for the fourth planet, seeking to determine the fate of the crew of the ship Bellerophon, which went missing 20 years ago. FSS. Honking and chasing blobs over the screen complete, Captain. DSS. Only 15 probes over efficiency target this time, Captain. <sighs> FFS, as in for fuck's sake. Let's land over there. <laughs> it's close enough to that base that our ship won't bugger off into orbit by itself and then refuse to land anywhere near us when we recall it. Why it just can't come back to the spot I left it, I will never fathom. Another one, new worlds. No beer, no women, no snookerpners, no whippets, nothing. Nope to do but throw rocks at tin cans. We have to bring our own tin cans. Okay, we're on the surface. How come we can breathe? I thought we didn't have atmospheric landings. There's something not right about this planet. Hey, what's this dust coming? It looks like we're being met. Some kind of vehicle, eh? The driver must be a madman. What driver? <laughs> Welcome to Altair 4, which is definitely not Raxler. I am to transport you to the residence. I monitor that you do not come from the civilized part of South Britain. If you do not speak English, I am at your disposal with 187 other languages along with their various dialects and subtongues, including Yorkshire. No offence, 
But you are a robot. That is correct, sir. Nice planet you have here. High oxygen content. I rarely use it myself, sir. It promotes rust. Greetings, Commanders. I am Tedious, Dr. Edward Tedious. I am Commander Madman. This is Commander Far From Man, my executive, and Arstretch, the ship's doctor. How ironic that a simple scholar with no ambition beyond a modest measure of seclusion should out of the clear sky find himself besieged by an army of fellow creatures all grimly determined to be of service to him. Ooh. I see you've met my robot, Nobby. He is my cook and even manufactures the raw materials. I'll show you how this works. One introduces a sample of human food through this aperture. Down here is a small chemical laboratory where he digests the food and can reproduce it in any form to suit our needs. I call it the Wotherspoon process. (laughs) He is strong and could quite easily topple this base, but he is programmed to be loyal. However, do not attribute feelings to him. He is simply a tool. Speak for yourself. Father. And this is my ridiculously attractive daughter, Puta. Hello. Hello. I so terribly wanted to meet a young commander, and now three of them at once. That's very kind of you. You're lovely. (laughs) The two end ones are unbelievable. No, really. Could this end one get you some coffee? I'm quite able to get it, thank you. Sugar? But you keep helping me. After all, you're not knobby. (laughs) I wouldn't mind being knobby in certain ways. Um, Only in certain ways, of course. Coinal attachment notwithstanding. I can see that was probably very clever, but I don't seem to understand it. There's no rush. Oh. Uh, oh. Come here. Can I be of service, sir? Never mind this sir, mister, but I'm a stranger in this so-called planet, and I was wondering if you could tell me how I could get hold of the real stuff. Real stuff? Just for drinking, you understand. I take real pride in my duties. Pardon me, sir. Stuff? Genuine Centauri Megagin. See here? <clears throat> what the hell? Quiet, please. I am analyzing. <laughs> yes. Relatively simple compound of alcohol and filtered cubicle free byproducts. Would 60 gallons be sufficient? <laughs> Right, if I don't have to share it with Cecil. But why would people want to kiss each other? It's an old custom. (laughs) Commander, that's enough. Back to the ship. Don't you understand, Pouter, that you can't just go running around like that in front of commanders? I'm in command. 
and of 18 competitively selected super-perfect physical specimens with an average age of 24.6 who have been locked up in hyperspace for 378 days. It would have served you right if he, she, they... Oh, go on, get out of here, before I have you run out of the area under guard, and then I'll put more guards on the guards. Dr. Tejas, whatever happened to the inhabitants of this planet? In times long past, this planet was one was the home of a mighty and noble race of beings which called themselves the Guardians. Ethically, <coughs> as well as technologically, they were a million years ahead of humankind. For unlocking the mysteries of nature, they had conquered even their baser selves. And when, in the course of eons, they had abolished sickness and insanity and crime and all the injustice they turned, still with high benevolence, outward, towards space. Long before the dawn of man's history, they had walked our earth and brought back many biological specimens. The heights they had reached, but then... Seemingly on the threshold of some supreme accomplishment which was to have crowned their entire history, this all-but-divine race perished in a single night. In the 2,000 centuries since that unexplained catastrophe, even their cloud-piercing towers of glass and porcelain and adamantine steel have crumbled back into the soil of Altair Four, And nothing... Absolutely nothing remains above ground. Basically, you've no idea, have you? Nope. Where have you been? I've screamed and screamed. Sorry, miss. I was giving myself an oil job. Nobby, I must have a new flight suit. Right away. Again? Oh, but this one must be different. Absolutely everyone, everything must show, blow, above, and through. Tamper-proof? No, just eye-proof will do. Thick and heavy? Oh, no, no, he's quite good-looking, and it's in an... I haven't seen another human being except my father, so he's got to be better than that, surely, sort of way. As for the dress... It's got to be the softest, loveliest thing you've ever made for me, and fit in all the right places with lots and lots of void opals. Void opals take a week to crystallise properly. Woods low temperature diamonds cut into pleasurable shapes too? Well, if they're large enough. I will run up the suit in time for breakfast. What is this place? This is a unique location where the Thargoids built a chamber on top of an old Guardian technology, different from anything you have ever seen before. I have been studying all of this, and have discovered a Guardian device that tests your intelligence and allows you to create matter from pure thought. For your untrained minds, the device is dangerous, so don't attempt to use it. What? Like this? Oh dear. It seems that it may have had unintended consequences. Bugger. The fool! The meddling idiot! 
as though his ape brain could contain the secrets of the Guardians. Monsters! Monsters from the ID! Or the What's it. the ID? Um, it's an ancient term used to describe all that is base and unfeeling. The subconscious. That must be what killed all the Guardians. Their subconscious minds unwittingly created monsters and it destroyed them. That's an interesting theory. But the last Guardian died out 2,000 centuries ago. Yet... Aegeus, something is approaching from the southwest. It is now quite close. It's you, Tedious. Your id, or id, is creating this monster, and it will destroy us all. Guilty! Guilty! My evil self is at the door, and I have no power to stop it! Ah! It's here! It's opening its huge, hideous, deformed mouth! Hold on a minute! Is this whole thing just a... Our mics are live, you cheeky cheeky... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Hot Novel Radio News on the 14th of November, 3305, the 1336th anniversary of the launch of Apollo 12. You know, the one between Ryan Gosling and Tom Hanks. Excellent. Well, joining us tonight, we have, of course... The coughing Norma Snockers! <coughs> <laughs> we have Lou Snockers! No, I don't have Lou Snockers, but easier. Thank you, what a delightful interview. Wilma Finger Do! <laughs> this is not a great way to do the intro. Wilma Finger Do! <clears throat> Hello, Dick. Hello. Uh, the very sick Willie B. Hardigan! Hello. And of course, the sick-making, vomit-inducing, pustulous-skinned, wonderful Harry Balzac. Thank you very much, you wonderful ad libber you. <laughs> and now, <laughs> on to the headlines. We're all heads, look. It's a line of heads. Headlines. Prison Break Hutton Style Part Deux. New Guardian Sight. And that's no misprint. Is it Generation Incarceration? Large pad leaves locals livid. I can't see it. I spit my script. <laughs> Sorry. Atris 5060 A- speaks after the beep. Lou has an extremely detailed insight into the BGS. And Norma is going to bang on about something complicated. (coughs) (coughs) Following our 
partial success a few weeks ago at rescuing our missing pilots from the clutches of the dastardly Don, a ragtag group of commanders sallied forth on Saturday for a two-pronged assault in G-83-13. The prison ship, which had been stationed in Kokiri during our first rescue attempt, did, as you know, depart that system for places unknown. Some dogged work by Commander Vantian and Palantir resulted in the missing ship being tracked down back in its home system. A large phalanx of SRVs and ships attacked the base, with the expected result of general mayhem. Flossie spent the entire evening making her SRV dance the hokey cokey as she stuck the left wheel in, the left wheel out, and may have even shaken it all about. She couldn't work out where neutral was on her joystick, nor how to operate the handbrake. Flossie would like to apologize to any commander who had their personal space inappropriately invaded, and hopes that it doesn't count towards her combat rank. <laughs> Many commanders lined up their SRVs for a photo opportunity, at which time Commander Hankey was dismayed to see his park ship being shot up by the base as he grimaced and said cheese. Never let it be said that Hutton commanders don't know how to dismount in style. After the photo, there was a lemming-like charge for the edge and a dozen SRVs launched into space, landing in the middle of the base in various states of disrepair. <laughs> The assault continued at the prison ship we claimed victory, where we claimed victory over the Don as we managed to recover the rest of our missing comrades. Along with some tasty cargo which just happened to be floating in space after some hatchbreak Olympics were... accidentally deployed. Commander Palantir attempted to dive-bomb the base but unfortunately in the process managed to accidentally destroy Commander Thomason in a particularly spectacular fashion. Maybe it was karma that meant that later, during one particularly tense moment, Palantir reached out his hand to grasp some much-needed refreshment, but being unable to shift his gaze sufficiently from the scene in front of him, managed to knock over a glass of white wine directly into the top of his ship's computer, which resulted in all systems shutting down faster than a pilot's sphincter during a Thargoid attack, and him being ejected unceremoniously from the fray. We understand that after wiping his tears from the waste of wine and the next day restoring all of the ship's vinous, vinous circuits by licking them clean, his ship system started once more. And he is none the worse for the experience apart from an inexplicable thirst that comes over him when he is downwind of the computer systems. Flossie's concern about her combat rank may explain why she was in the middle of a firestorm at the prison ship and was refusing to help by shooting people. She claims it's because her ships don't carry guns, but we think we know better. As usual, the hotbox contingent were more tightly focused and achieved their goal with a mere three commanders and in less time. Presumably because lining up for their selfie took no time at all. Most commanders finished the night with a pronounced swagger from their newly found, and in most cases unusual, notoriety. And there were more bounties handed out than at a coconut and chocolate lovers convention. Proof, if proof were needed, that there are still plenty of things to discover in our galaxy, came this week when Commander Vanilla Ice Toxophilite found a previously unknown guardian site 
in the snappily titled Column 173 Sector RF-D C13-12 System on Body C3. Canon Research have been informed, but despite this site appearing at first to be unique, it subsequently has been classified as having one well-reserved alpha site and two gamma sites. Despite the apparent lack of special features for this site, this discovery has reignited the curiosity gene in many explorers, and efforts to locate more Guardian bases continue apace. There is speculation that all may not be as it seems on the recently discovered generation ship Golconda, including the fact that they have requested goods that include semiconductors, which are unlikely to be backwards compatible with their 22nd century systems. Golnet News reported that the loading procedures were done at top speed. Hardly any comms chatter at all. Nobody on the Golconda entered the cargo bays before we left. We suspect that the so-called emergency is nothing of the sort, and that, in fact, the infamous dastardly Don Antonacci has taken over the ship, overwhelming their age defences, and has taken the crew hostage. We will be watching as this story unfolds, and keeping a careful eye on the galactic markets, where we will be checking for unexpected gluts of basic medicines, advanced medicines, aluminium, ceramic composites, and semiconductors. <laughs> Red Planet Taxi Service have submitted a controversial planning request today for Hutton authorities to add a large pad to the station. A spokesman for RPTS said, Although the medium pad was large enough for us to park a hauler on it, it just does not have the facilities to support our Beluga liners. It makes sense to add just one pad to the orbital. Oh, and an executive lounge. And a gift shop, obviously and maybe some fancier shops. And would it kill you to build a decent restaurant in this place? Since the introduction of a tourist beacon at Proxima Centauri, Hutton has become popular as a destination for beacon baggers and people who really, really want to get away from it all. But some travellers have been less than complimentary about the facilities aboard the ageing outpost. Red Planet Taxi Service themselves are not without controversy. The budget travel brand are known for hogging medium pads with their trademark haulers, charging passengers for use of emergency Remblock equipment, and providing brightly coloured retrieval wallets for lower-end passengers to seal themselves in in the event of a crash, which turned out to be badly disguised body bags. Hutton locals have become a sit-in protest outside of the Red Planet Taxi Service offices in an effort to force the company to reconsider their plans amid fears that the large pad would change the fundamental cheerful grottiness which defines the station and its inhabitants. One yokel said, if they add a large pad and then put a beluga on it, then the station will tip over and we'll all slide down to one end. Another commented, we don't like incomers, they have strange ways. This reporter's thought, go to Altair, it's nicer and you're less likely to get food poisoning or gangrene. Incoming encrypted transmission, decrypting. Decryption complete. Stand by for a message from Haxcom Actual. Haxwing, it has now been 105 days since Tharg retreated from the bubble.
That's 105 days since a new station was attacked. 105 days Operation Ida has been able to effect repairs without new stations being added to the list. 105 days civilians have not been killed or forced to evacuate their homes. I wanted to say thank you to all of the pilots who have helped defend the bubble, evacuate civilians, and repair stations. But we're not out of this yet. We still have over 70 stations needing repairs, and Tharg still sits out in the Pleiades and Witchhead Nebula plotting his next move. So, what can you do? Operation Ida can always use more people hauling repair supplies. Their current focus is on Bailout Dock and Gleese 58. You can always find the current repair target at OperationIda.com. Even delivering one load a week can make a big difference if enough people do it. Also, a note on the Thargoid damaged megaships in the bubble. For some reason, Tharg likes to revisit his kills and this scares away the cleanup and salvage crews. So if you drop into a megaship and find it damaged and smothered in green haze, it doesn't mean this is a fresh attack in the bubble. Also, be wary because sometimes interceptors and scouts may drop in for a visit while you're there. So stay wary out there, keep those combat skills sharp, and watch the signal sources. We won the first round, but it was hard fought, and we're still recovering. I don't know when it's coming, but I expect a renewed attack sometime soon. Hexcom message complete. Defend the mug. And encrypted transmission. Good evening, trackers. Atrus5060 here. Or rather, I'm not here, since there's no research needed on non-existent Thargoids. This is an automated message. Just not as sophisticated as Hackswing, so I'll just say, for the mug, I would take the best in the mug, but honestly, when was the last time we needed to do that? That's right, never! Have a lovely time, truckers, for the mug. Everywhere's fine. Really fine. So fine, in fact, that it's a bit boring. I hope Norma has something to tell you, because I haven't. Norma, excite the masses, my dear. The trade CG completes with just under five hours remaining, as Federation and Imperial megaships arrive in system to prepare their own plans to support the Conda. for bearing with us through that uh, period of uh, news and, and stuff and sticking with us still. We have more to come. We, of course, have got the wonderful Galnet Digest report later on. We have got a top trucker. We have, of course, got all the lowdown on the wonderful stuff that you can get up to this week in the universe from the wonderful Flossie, who's just over there. And if you're enjoying the new uh, <laughs> wonderful video feed that we have, we're just hoping it's going to work out and we'll try it again and again and again until we get it right. Uh, but for now, uh, thank you to everyone um i suppose we do have a theme tonight so there is a theme so do listen to the tune and the choices and see if you can work out what the theme is it is not music what dave listens to i can promise you that because <laughs> dave is not here today sadly he 
had to go and get the injections that he's been putting off for months. No, he's not. He's working. He's working. There's nothing wrong with him. Um, we are going to. Uh, I think that's the right one. Yes, it is. Uh, it is. Um, um, do you need wings to fly in space, Flossie? Do you need wings to fly in space? Um. Well, I think you need some kind of wings. Oh. Yeah. Do you? Blood, bloody eggs, beetles? No. We don't need fans with eggs, beetles here for. You just need thrusters. <laughs> that's it, thrusters, that's it. So, unless, of course, you are, you know, an atmosphere flying, flapping bird. It mm. is. Um, who would be a spaceman? It's for the bird. That was a tune. Ooh. Oh, that was lovely. A lovely little tune there. It was sing along, lovely, lovely. It was indeed, and, and a busy, busy week this week. Um, where should we start? We'll have a look and see. Was of course all your shenanigans that you did on Saturday. Uh, meanwhile, I was being uh, led by uh, Susie uh, through the world of Red Dead Redemption, um, going back in the old simulators to cowboy years. Why, I don't know, but it's a lot of fun. Needless to say, I am wanted in every single village in the entire game for crimes against society. Well, I, I think so. Uh, lots, lots of us are wanted in the galaxy now for what we did on Saturday. Um, I, have, I haven't actually had a chance to go back in yet and find out what my notoriety is. <clears throat> but having, having pancaked on someone <clears throat> and flattened a fellow commander... Um, that uh, I'm sure that really must have counted against me, even if it was brilliant to look at. Apparently, I couldn't see what it was because it was underneath my ship. Mm. All right. Just, just for the record, if you mm. fly your ship into the sun after, you do get rid of the bounty, but you keep the notoriety. <laughs> and you get just, a hell of a suntan. You have to fly in backwards to get rid of the notoriety. Mm. Oh, I'll need to try that. Yes, that sounds like a, a, that sounds like the kind of advice you get on uh, Facebook. Um, right? Okay, that's and, and then we give you a free anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how was the event? I mean, I know that Dave had a lot of technical issues, but um, how was the actual event? How did it go? It was fun. Uh, it wasn't quite as tightly orchestrated, shall we say, as the one we did for the live stream. <laughs> Um, you could um, say that. Yeah, I think mayhem probably <laughs> covers it. It was it was a lot of people launching themselves at things and trying to blow shit up, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun, yeah. Who was it involved? Was. You got any any shout outs for people that were involved? I uh, I haven't got the the list, unfortunately. It's uh, I I was all by myself. My my brother in law uh, was um, was playing and he was actually seated next to me at the next computer which was quite fun <laughs> i kept looking over my shoulder and seeing where he was up to <laughs> okay well it does i mean it's these things if you've never been involved in a hunting event it is kind of chaos and but the whole point is is bringing all the different people together for a goal so that there's a um, a lot of people struggle with uh, the universe out there knowing what to do and how to get involved and what to how to meet other people and these events allow you to come into a kind of controlled situation um have fun with people i mean driving in srvs in a group is one of the most fun things you can do um it is just an absolute laugh and if you were watching frontier this evening you'll have seen them attempting a race uh, as well so these events get involved um there will be more over christmas and 
Um, you just need to get involved. Of course, if you have the Hutton Helper installed, it might well count towards your achievements for the year, and you should take account of that, because, of course, there are um, things where these achievements might mean something. Um, are there any other shenanigans you're aware of, Sean, that are coming up soon? I haven't seen any, no. Has anybody else seen any? Well, I'm looking at organising something. It's going to be a, a geezer hopping event in a low... Um, and a low G planet. I've been testing it. You can get up to about six kilometres. So I'm going to take a few truckers over there and just suffer geezer six kilometres in the air and see see who can land first and furthest away and all that kind of stuff. Right, bit random, but it'd be awesome. a giggle. <laughs> the, 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 oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's like the, the planet darts that they play with them who can crash into a high G planet. That sounds like a laugh as well, but firing yourself <laughs> into the air with the geezer, see who can get into orbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I've tested it. You can get about six kilometres. It's, it's it's pretty good fun, to be honest. Right. Okay. So keep your eyes open on the Hutton Facebook page, events page for that. We will give a big shout out prior to that event on the show and make sure you get an opportunity to get involved. Um, how we're going to measure the height? That's going to be interesting. We'll have to have a ground-based ship. We we probably yeah. want to point out that. That's geezers with a Y. For those who are with a nervous disposition, we're not bouncing off geezers. <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. You could always get a, a little circle of SRVs and, and people could people that get blasted up try and land inside the circle. <laughs> Targets, and then move it further away and see how you get on. Um, it does sound like an absolute laugh, so do yeah, keep your eyes out and we'll, we'll let you know as soon as we have any more information or that starts to form. Um, I do love the run-up to Christmas. Um, we do have people with a bit more free time and uh, it's one of those things where you know, keep your eyes open if you've got an idea for something you want to try then just get in touch let us know and we'll get an event page up for you and you can you know take it away and if you stream let us know we'll add you to the TV for the mug page uh, where people can watch who's streaming elite dangerous content at any time at all um, as far as I'm I've aware I've got something something on the, in the calendar which I had I had missed but Mr Giller is going to this Fragland <gasps> Elite Dangerous Land Weekend. You're going to Fragland? I, I've had to cancel due to personal reasons, but I was. Um, I know that Nocti and uh, Mr. Campbell, uh, Monty P, are going though. Yes. So, I mean, it is a, an event that is run by Harry, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. And uh, what is it? It's basically a LAN party uh, where you take your machines around your rigs and spend the uh, entire weekend playing games and getting off your nut on drink. Nice. I think more getting off your nut on drink and less playing games, but that is an option. <laughs> yes, that's the reason. No, no, Nocti is there with cider. Oh, good. Okay, right. So there you go. Um, again, we did have the event on Facebook, Fragland, and there were links put out to it. It uh, should be fairly easy to find. I'm sure I just saw an advert for it the other day there. Uh, I'm not sure if the numbers have been finalised or not, but you can check the event page and see. And uh, Steve, I hope everything else goes well um, for what you're having to do deal with. So uh, fingers crossed for you there. We'll be thinking of you. Thank you very much. Um, and coming up in uh, just over a week's time is a Return to Sol event that uh, Commander... Shawshank Redemption. I keep, I keep wanting to, I keep wanting to call him. No, it is organised. Uh, Shoreside Customs is doing it. This is Return to Sol. Uh, that's an event on the twenty third. Uh, Meaty is 
following on the Voyager incident of January 3205, this pre precious relic is now way, of course, in danger of being lost. So they're going, going to go and try and find Voyager. Ooh. And let's say just over a week's time. So I'm sure we'll try and get some more information ready for next week's show. Now, are you into audiobooks? Oh, I do love listening to audiobooks, yes. I do when I can't be bothered using my eyes. <laughs> but um, I'm reading a couple of books, Entire Fusion. In fact, uh, we, we had a wee book group that we created where we'd throw books that we've read that we enjoyed and, you know, given a sort of quick understanding of why we enjoyed them. Because I was a very poor reader for the last eight years um, due to Suzanne and her hospitalisation and stuff and just never getting... 10 15 minutes to read a book, but I made a special effort to get the elite fan fiction again at the, the elite fiction when it was done. And then, since then, I lost touch. And then, Mr. Vantian recommended Space Team, and that got me straight back in. And I've caught up with all the things I wanted to read. And I'm now currently working my way through a massive saga that uh, Antares recommended. But the things that are you sometimes miss are the fan fictions that we have from the elite. Now, there's an awful lot of people that didn't get an opportunity to do their um, elite uh, book um, and get the license, and we all hoped that there would be a round two of fiction licenses put out there so that people could get involved again. And, of course, Frontier realised that's a doorway to pain and misery, and poor Michael Brooks had to read all those bloody words, all seven billion of them, <laughs> and come up with reasons and make sure that it met lore. So I understand completely why they wouldn't want to do that again. However... That doesn't mean you can't write fan fiction. Of course, you could reach the heights of Drew Agar, create something beautiful, or you could go for the gutter levels of Mr. Lister I-69 and instead just create <laughs> filth fan fiction like the Docker series um, or Beyond Dockers as we're currently on now, which is going well. Or you can find your own level, like our very own Mark Ward has, by creating his own story, documenting his gameplay and the things that he, you know, fictionalising that uh, in a series that he calls The Exodus of the Mug. And he has put a link up on our Hutton pages. Uh, we will see if we can find that. Uh, I shall challenge... Harry, do you have the link? It's on YouTube. and I know that... I've because I was talking to him because he tried to put a digest up of all of it and it didn't work. He hasn't yet come back to me to tell me that the digest is all there because it's about two hours, the, the full thing. But uh, but I know the individual parts are up there and he has been posting the links to those in the Hutton Orbital Radio Truckers page. Awesome. So over if, time. If, you've got a sp if you are on a walking regime, which I'm not, but I want to be, um, one of the things I really enjoyed was listening to the Tales of the Frontier books uh, and, and the walk because you could generally... Some of the times, get your walk done and finish a book, and the stories were amazing. They just take you out of your body so you can't feel the absolute abject agony of your lower half uh, until you stop and then you go home and you <laughs> start crying. But um, if you so two hours, um, that's a an, oh, that's a pretty epic project for anyone to take under. And so, Mark, congratulations, and I can't look, wait to get myself out there into the streets and have a listen um, and uh, give you some feedback. Um, and if you are out there, I know that Mr. Phoenix Defire, he was working on his own um, fan fiction and hoped to get a license at some point. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to keep shouting out for you, share them with us, because it's awesome to, to share in your creativity. Amelia, do you do any fan fiction? Uh, no, not, not at all. <laughs> 
perfect. I'm not going to ask Giller because I know he's all about fantasy, but there's nothing about them as fiction. Um... <laughs> I, I I started a novel, but I didn't get very far. I don't have the patience for it. What about Flossie? Mm. Flossie, have you ever created some fan fiction or? No. <laughs> the diaries of a few like rats. <laughs> Just the one that Harry made up for you, the, the extracts from your diaries, which we get nothing but continual requests for part two for him. Oh, I may have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> then. But I'm... I may have to make sure that I drink my wine instead of throwing it in my computer, put myself into the, into the right mood. <laughs> um, right, what else is going on in the universe? Well, of course, uh, you haven't got time, or if, even if you're just starting out on the 80 days around the verse, um, then you might want to have a listen to that audiobook while you're doing that, just to keep you awake through those tired and lonely jumps, of which there are many, um, and 80 waypoints to get your way around, to log your times and possibly win some prizes. Uh, I think that ends uh, 5th of December we'll check with Shouter later on so you've got a whole month to catch up it is doable I believe our um, quickest time well the testing was definitely that it could be done within 48 hours of gameplay so um, it can be done relatively quickly depending on your allowance and how much time you have and if you get a week off work or whatever then go for it and get it done and you know ignore your family they don't matter they don't matter um, and get around <laughs> so once you've completed the course you will need to wait probably 24 hours to 48 hours for your final completion to be done it's a manual process done by our very own uh, Antares Fusion and so even if you're if you're anxious uh, be respectful and uh, don't just you know spam him with do it now do it now or, in fact do we like Antares <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, we, 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 we like Antarius. We love Antarius. Yeah, so yeah, don't I, I would, I'd say it's perfectly <laughs> acceptable to put a note in the group that you finished, um, so that you can see it pop up. But yeah, don't PM him or spam his Facebook. And don't away. complain. Well, the truckers don't complain. Well, you, well, you can. We'll just he'll just delete yeah, all yeah. the times. <laughs> just thought, I thought it was worth everybody realizing because we've seen quite a few people saying I've finished, but it's not. Yes. It's not registered yet. It just uh, realised that it's not a problem. Antarius is brilliant and he will get there. It's just a case of as a manual process that requires to be done. So uh, that will generally happen very quickly um, if uh, because he'll be doing it himself when he gets the opportunities. Uh, and as, is, as they say, leave a wee note saying you've finished on the thread and uh, he'll then know that there's stuff to do and check in for you. So... What else, Craigie? Oh, we've got birthdays. Birthdays. We love birthdays. It Ooh. is. Yeah, do you know whose birthday it is this week? Today, even. Flossie. Well, it, I'm... Oh. Hmm? Do you know whose birthday it is today? I think we should um, yes. make people guess whose birthday it is. <laughs> yeah, but he'll get it right, because, and he always gets it right. Was, we should do it in a week when it's well, not his... <laughs> Well, he's bound to get it right because it's his birthday. Yes, yeah. <laughs> other people should guess. That's just cheating. Guess is into Palantir, uh, and, uh, and the other side <laughs> is um, of whose birthday it is. And if you get it right, we'll wish them a happy birthday. And if no one gets it right, he can go screw himself. Um, it's also my son's birthday as well, who turned twenty-five today. So happy birthday to Dylan, who is out currently happy getting hammered. Happy birthday, Dylan! He'll never hear. Happy this. birthday! 
Um, but yeah, uh, get your guesses in, and if you get them right, yes, we will we will mention them on air. Otherwise, you just have to fend for himself because it's not going to get shout out. Uh, the other things coming up at the end of the year, the second of uh, January, we will be running a very special show on Hutton Orbital. It is a Thursday night, I believe. I checked. I'm not sure. Um, but we are going to be doing the Muggies Award. If you're not sure what the Muggies are, they are basically the Oscars for truckers and the amount of work that has gone in to those trophies uh, that you can win. The, pri- the prizes are phenomenal. Um, and all it needs is for you to put your nominations in. Now, we will have a chat with Commander Shouty later. In fact, wait a minute. We won't, we won't have a com- chat with him. Let's see if I can find him. Where is he? Nope, he's not down there. Is he up there? Is that him there? Yeah, that looks like Shouty. Let's grab him down for just for a quick second. I think second. he's out there. No, he's right here. Hello, Shouty. Are you there? I am here. Awesome. I just wanted to check and see where people should send their nominations and what the Muggies is about. Just shove them up their arse and tell them to, no. Okay, perfect. <laughs> what they should do is send them to the Muggies 2019. That's all one word. The Muggies 2019 at gmail.com. The Muggies 2019 at gmail.com. And what kind of categories are you looking for? Are you looking for people just to suggest a trucker that they wish to nominate based on their experiences? Yeah, yeah I mean, we, I do have a certain number of categories, and I will post that up in the Truckers Forum again later to give you some gist. But really, what I want is if you've seen a trucker who's done something outstanding or something noteworthy this year that uh, you think you deserve to mention, then I really want to hear about it because I can't be everywhere and you lot work together and you do all your things in various little groups and whoever you play with. So if someone else has done something really special that you think deserves a a mention, then please uh, by all means send me an email because I would love to hear from you. Awesome. Um, And yeah, get in touch. So if you're playing with somebody and they are... Giving you the the special in the special enjoyment. Oh God, this is this is not going right. I'm trying to think this one through. The floppy gentleman strategy in your face. I don't want to hear about that. Yeah, if if it's been um, awesome when you've enjoyed playing with them for whatever reason, then do yeah, maybe let the, us may, know. Maybe someone just helped you out at the start. You know, got you going, or somebody flies around with you all the time and uh, no seem to know all the places to go and do things. So. Those sort of people are what I'm looking for. Ideal. Right. Well, thank you very much for that show. I should now go and put you back before um, <laughs> before uh, Drax before we get taken off air. comes comes looking for me because she's already said just stop stealing our shouty. Um, so I shall pop you back up there. Um, thank you very much, Shouty, there for explaining the muggies. Um, dead meat. Another thing coming up: Cambridge Half Marathon. Who's doing that? That's me. Um, I have been chatting to my new workmates and they have developed a rather large soft spot for special effect, which is understandable. Um, And there's five of us. It's not till March next year, but I thought I'd give it a shout now because um, we'll uh, be starting our training. So you can imagine we've got three or four months of suffering because um, uh, it will be the second in two weeks for me. Oh my God. Yes, and so uh, I, not only do you get to chip in and help me 
uh, motivate myself by raising money for special effects, but you also get to revel in my pain. Well, you know, we like watching you suffer. We certainly do. And <laughs> now, are um, you, you're raising money. Uh, do we have a Just Giving link yet, or is that to come? That's to come. Um, one of the people who's running with me is our head of marketing, so I'm letting him do the Just Giving page. <laughs> but uh, yes, over the next few weeks that will appear and I'll post it when it does and then over the next few months we will be hopefully putting regular updates for our training and thrilling and obviously eventually some pictures from the race. Fantastic that's awesome cannot wait to see that um, are you going to live stream it? I will if I can make my GoPro work with live streaming I will. <laughs> okay I like to push the you know to push that barrel a little bit the barrel the barrel being you and tech to try and see what we can do to bring uh, live feeds and stuff to people so they can enjoy your suffering life. Yeah, I'll I'll happily do some like little Facebook lives as I'm running if that's there. But if I can do a proper live stream off my GoPro for as much of it as the battery lasts for, then that'll be awesome. Fantastic. Right. Well, thank you very much. We're looking forward to getting that link up and sharing it. Is there anything else we've missed before we move on? Because I think we're going to move on to Flossie. If you get yourself ready and prepared for this big moment. Or, mm -hmm. uh, and we'll just check. Amelia, um, Harry, anything we've forgotten? Mm -hmm. Rampage? Not that I can think of. I can't think of anything either. Nothing I can think of now. Excellent. Well, that's a good start then. Um, uh, now, Flossie, before we jump over to you, is it a, a CG or is it um, an interstellar? A uh, CG part of an interstellar. <laughs> just uh, to complicate things. Okay. Uh, well, we'll, we'll just, it's an interstellar. We'll Definitely just, an interstellar. <laughs> we'll just go for the intro then. That's fine. <laughs> when the universe is in trouble Bug infestations in the bubble Your home station's burnt rubble What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar initiatives Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should listen to what Flossie says <coughs> Hello, Flossie here with this week's Interstellar Initiatives news The Golconda Phase 2 The Empire and Federation have each pledged to help But with different opposing approaches the Empire seeks to provide the former colonists with a planet-side home, helping them fulfil their original mission. They would provide full member status to the colony and help them become self-sustaining through teaching agriculture techniques. The Federation, however, seeks to honour the colonists' unique culture and provide them with an outpost of their own, allowing them to remain a permanent space colony. Landing pads would allow direct trade and help the colonists to remain stocked with medicines and supplies. Two competing initiatives are set up, with the superpower with the most materials received winning the, the favour of the Golconda colonists. Empire Trade Community Goal 
deliver polymers, CMM composites, titanium, beryllium, and thallium to the Empire Megaship in the Yupan Killis system. Federation Trade Community Goal deliver polymers, CMM composites, titanium, beryllium, and thallium to the Federation Megaship in the Yupan Killis system. Start date is the 18th of November, which is next Monday, at 1500 UTC. And the end date is the 26th of November, which is eight days, uh, also at 1500 UTC. Only one of the two opposing superpowers may be victorious in this interstellar initiative, backing a specific superpower with results in different rewards. If the Empire is su are successful, an Empire-affiliated planetary port will be added to the Yupan Cliff system. Five, from the 5th of December to the 16th of December, any Empire rank will be earned at a double rate alongside a discount to Imperial ships. A rare good, Apavaiti, will be introduced and become available for purchase at the new planetary port. The Golconda decal will be available to commanders who dock at the planetary port or the Empire megaship from the 5th to the 16th of December. If the Federation are successful, a Federation-affiliated outpost will be added to the Yupan killer system. From the 5th to the 16th of December, any Federation rank will be earned at double rank alongside a discount to Federal ships. A rare good Apavaiti will be introduced and become available for purchase at the new outpost. And the gondola decal uh, will be available to commanders who dock at the outpost or the federal megaship from the 5th of December to the 16th of December. And that's this week's Interstellar Initiatives news. Flossie told you what to do. We're ready for our second tune of the evening. We do have a theme. And remember to send guesses via Twitch, Whisper, or Discord private message to Commander Palantir. <laughs> now, Commander Wotherspoon, he of the dulcet tones and impeccable digestion, is a man of many parts. He can be very proper, but when the mood takes him, he can let what's left of his hair well and truly down. <laughs> We've cleverly embodied this in the title of the next tune, and the theme of the band who are singing it. It's All the King's Men by Wild Beasts. <laughs> you see that? You see what I did there? News Digest, 14th of November, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Golconda tells the galaxy to bugger off. Wacky racers run the lava loop. New pilot training device revealed. Golconda tells the galaxy to bugger off. The mystery surrounding the generation ship the Golconda and its reclusive settler inhabitants has grown deeper. Following extensive searches of the records from Earth and Mars, 
no trace whatever of a ship by the name Golconda has been found. This means that it cannot have been a government-funded mission, although it is possible that the Musk Corporation may have paid for the ship. Some have speculated that it may not be from Earth after all, or that the original settlers may have been killed in a raid and that the current crew are bloodthirsty pirates. Regardless of its origin and regardless of who's on the ship, and regardless of how desperately they may have begged for provisions, it's crystal clear that they want to remain on their ship and that they want no further dealings with the rest of humanity. They have only allowed representatives of the Humanitarian Society of Upaniklis Vision Incorporated to dock, and even then they avoided any direct contact, with the delivery drivers reporting that the docking bays on the megaship were deserted while they unloaded. Professor Elizabeth Perez, head of anthropology at Orion Independent University, who's been attempting to find out about the reclusive settlers, emphasised that although the medicines delivered appear to have helped cure the wasting kiss disease, any further contact with the isolationist culture on board the Golconda could irrevocably damage that culture and could cause a disastrous breakdown of the social order that's been established during the 1,000 years of their solitary voyage. She said it would be highly unfortunate if anyone were to seek to disturb the settlers' way of life, but she was sure that the people of the galaxy were far too morally responsible to attempt any such thing. Wacky Racers Run the Lava Loop Following the massively expensive Speedball 3 tournament at the weekend, which reportedly cost Commander Asbo 343 million credits in rebuys, this time it's the turn of the Buckyball Racing Club to rack up unnecessary deaths and insurance rebuys, with a time trial around six stations that orbit in the close shadow of superheated lava worlds, which are in turn in close proximity to their stars. The bubbling flows of lava on these worlds make for a beautiful sight and singed eyebrows, but the buckyball racers are all about getting back to where you started quicker than the last time, so there won't be much time for sightseeing. An official from the Buckyball Racing Club stated that we don't care about speed limits, reckless flying or the fines involved. And with the expectation that some top pilots may be able to complete the entire course of six takeoffs and landings in less than 15 minutes, it's hard to see how the buckyball racers could avoid breaking traffic regulations that have been put in place for their own safety. Any responsible commander seeing one of these so-called buckyball racers in LTT4961, LFT79, GR316, Njumin, Park High or LP617-37 between the 16th and the 24th of November are warned not to approach these mad commanders but are instead asked to report them to the proper authorities who will arrange for them to be sent to a detention centre once they can be caught. New pilot training device revealed. The official Pilots' Federation trainer, Theo Arcosta, has been overwhelmed by new pilots wanting to learn how to fly according to reports from the rehabilitation clinic he recently checked into. There are simply too many pilots and one trainer simply isn't enough. 
In order to alleviate this problem, the Pilots' Federation is planning soon to install a quick and simple update into the cockpit of all commanders. The upgrade will provide helpful hints about how better to fly your spaceship. It will come in the form of an animated bobblehead supplied by the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation, in the shape of a paperclip, and will greet commanders at regular intervals with its trademark slogan, It looks like you're trying to fly a spaceship. Would you like some help? And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. That was awesome. Thank you, Pete Willisman, for giving us the wonderful joy of sharing in your digestion of our Galnet news. Um, right, theme guesses. It's time to go and do a run-through because we've had, what, two tunes now. Uh, we've had the first one and the second one. Mr. Spaceman <laughs> yeah, by the Mr. Spaceman by Birds, yes. And All the King's and Men by... Um, Mar- Wild no, Beasts. Wild Beasts. Beyond beast. beast, yes. And we've had a couple of guesses. Um, Commander Shadowstalker, who admits that he's not actually listening to the show at the moment, can't stream, but gone for a shot in the dark. Um, is it Cowboy Bebop? Mm, no, no. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. And there's one quite sensible one from Falco took, which I can see why he's gone for this after the first two songs. Gone for Planet Zoo with Birds and Beasts. Right. No, that is our litho breaker confusing start to the songs. Good, uh, and uh, has um, has dead meat put in a guess yet? Uh, no, no, he has not. But uh, I think I've, um, I can guess what it is. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, okay, and it's not. <laughs> it's no, the, nope, it's not boobs. Um, right, where no, are we? We going? might make a tit of ourselves. But that's not quite the same thing. No. <laughs> Green Room, if you're in the Green Room uh, and you have something you want to share, then send um, Commander Palantir a message while we're playing, um, going through Top Trucker and stuff, um, just so that we know to come to you. If you've got nothing, we might be skipping the Green Room um, to try and get uh, the broadcast finished a bit quicker. Um, because we are on. Couldn't our- be anything to do with the two hour intro that somebody wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? It's always good, isn't it? It's fun. And that's why we do these things, because they're fun. If they were not fun... It, it was a good intro. It was an awesome intro. Whoever wrote but it... Every one of these ones is getting longer and longer and longer. Whoever wrote it is a genius. Um, yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. I know. But very poor at keeping time, but he is a genius. I'll admit that, yes. <laughs> well, let's wait and see what happens next week and where we go next. And, and so modest. <laughs> it, that took me uh, that took me well over a day of solid work to, to do all that to watch the whole film from beginning to end again write down quotes put them down try and sort them in a different order and then try and make a pricey of it and then put something funny in all right i did everything except the last one i must have another go at that next time well you know you can't do everything so we are going to mm. um have another tune of which you're going to introduce and then we'll have the top trucker and then we will um have a look and see who in the green room has something they wish to share uh, and we'll uh, come and see them 
Uh, failing that, if no one's got anything they want to talk about, then uh, we will move on to um, reveal the theme and uh, let you get on with your evenings. Thank you for spending so much time with us already. Um, I'll pass back to you, Harry. Okay. It's that time in the show when we get an update from the man who wears his Stetson at all times and in all places, and most of the time very little else. Buck knows firsthand the perils of living in a 1G environment and the toll it can take on those fleshy parts. Like Miranda Lambert, he knows that gravity is a bitch. there truckers is old buck naked spokesman for lacon spaceways back again for this week's hunting top trucker how do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the milky way why we install this little piece of software called the hutton helper in your spaceship if you ain't already got it installed you can install it yourself relatively pain-free by going to the website hot.forthemug.com Almost as pain-free as having a bartender in a bad mood keeping me from being a happy drunk tonight. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, hopping around like them crazy rabbits in the field, Commander a Salty Bastard took the lead with a tad over 175,100 light years jumped. Word is that he's trying to outrun all of his ex-girlfriends. The leader in destroying up the Don's dastardly desperados this week is Commander Manu Verkel, with about 27 million credits earned and accounted for. We need to ramp it up so we can bury him proper-like. Commander Texas Stu took the lead in our top mission trucker this week with a measly 460 mission points earned. Well, that's kind of nice when they just sort of fall into your lap now, ain't it? Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker oughta, Commander Operation IDA transported a bit over 50,000 tons this week. Keep on trucking there, Commander. Driving the Hutton Uber this week, Commander Bowl of Petunias hauled 1,420 passengers around the galaxy. I guess with his 80-day challenge done, ain't nothing else left for him to do. Unless, of course, he thought maybe he could do round the verse in 80 days for two full spins. Oh, heck, make it three, Commander. Go for it. 
Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Rampage 737 in one hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds. But the fastest run in this month of November is held by Commander Mellis XR3 in one hour, 24 minutes, and 6 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Well, <laughs> then, get up off your ass. Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get off your ass. Get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker. Brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. The only ships in the galaxy with a stash of Centauri Megagen on board for those lonely, lonely trips in the void. Right. Ugh, man. A little disturbing, that last part, isn't it? It's always of, of yeah, a, a wee bit concerning it um, tells us a little bit too much about his inner psyche and how long he's been by himself and and and, and, and if not that then also his um his outer psyche too which we don't want to see any more of <laughs> we've all seen his outer psyche it was not pretty <clears throat> now before we move on i have just put up a little um, advert on the screen there for the first annual muggies 2019 um to give you a rough idea of what you might be that's the that's what the award looks like just up there. There you can see it. It is stunning, um, and we want your nominations for truckers and players out there that you have played with, who are worthy of an award. Whatever you think, if you've enjoyed it being special, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know like the, you can have the the flossies come and saved you from certain doom or whatever. Um, then you can nominate Flossie but what we're looking for is for those unknown heroes, the ones who we miss the people who are out there doing an amazing little job for you guys that we do not know about because they're not necessarily where we're in instances with us or they're just doing the wonderful stuff on their own we want to know so that we can get them a beautiful reward like this join us on the 2nd of January to be able to celebrate truckers and all the things that we do I mean the people who are involved in the, the making of these beautiful bits of uh, prizes in the background are those very unsung heroes that I'm talking about the people that do these things invisibly because they want to not because they have to, not because they're searching for glory. They leave that to us selfish, um, egotistical maniacs like Flossie. <laughs> <laughs> so we want your nominations in. Um, and for the life of me, I can't think of what the flipping email address was. It Muggies2019 at Gmail. Oh man, I can't believe I've already forgotten. Anyway, rewind the podcast back, you'll find out. Or I might just edit myself saying it in again. Um, but, in the meanst, in the meanst, in the meanst time? Meantime? Meanst, meanst, <laughs> meanst time. We are, uh, we'll just check with Harry. Harry, do we have some um, green room participants who want to have a chat? We do not. Everybody's being very shy. 
Right, well, we'll give him a quick shout-out then, because down... Have we had any guesses for whose birthday it is today? No. So, I think we... What do we do? What was it? We, do, we shove it up his ass or something, was it? Nobody. No, not, not a single person has guessed whose birthday it is today at all. No. Including the person who is actually listening to us, whose birthday it is. <laughs> Yes, the the guy that I've I, I've just dragged up so that he can tell oh, us all yes. live who whose birthday it is, and he's sitting there with his mic muted. I know, I know, is he? What do you mean, mic muted? My mic's not <laughs> muted at all. <laughs> happy birthday to you! Uh, there and, he is. Yeah. And, and how, Why? Thank you very much. How old's that? Seventy? What's it? <laughs> I'm twenty-one. If you're counting it in base twenty-four. <laughs> You know what? That's even too complicated for me to work out. I don't even know if you're right or not. Forty-nine. Oh, okay. Well, con- congratulations on surviving another year against all the odds. Oh, it's a tough job, but somebody had to do it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Little Breaker. Thanks, Commander Little Breaker, who's joining us. It's his birthday today, uh, and you can still shove it up your arse and get out. Um, right, I got rid of him. <laughs> I love that. I love how unceremonious that was. Good. Oh, <laughs> there he goes. Um, so we would be, de- you know, de- descending into the pit of depravity that is the green room, um, but we are not. I can see that in there we have got Commander Mindwipe and Waz. Good evening to you both. I hope you're having a great time. Up currently on our TeamSpeak server, which you can join by going to ts.forthemug.com in your TeamSpeak client. Um, we can see that in the GTA public room, um, there are uh, Shouty, Draxer and Simmons all playing Grand Theft Auto. Pillbox is currently on the landing pad and has failed to take off. Um, we can see that in the wing room we have Antarius Fusion, uh, Commander Remclep and Commander Massey all doing something secretive and probably slightly dodgy and then down in the little cowboy room of doom we have my wife gorgeous and skip rat now i should probably be concerned that they are down there together playing a cowboy game but as i can hear the hilarity through the back room there i know it's all good um so yes if you want to come and join and be part of the TeamSpeak, you can join it by going to ts.fullamug.com and there are rooms for any games and you can join them. There are private rooms if you're looking for a private session without any interruptions uh, available to, or you can create your own. Um, right. So we're not going to the depravity, so we don't need to remind us of what we're about to put ourselves through. Um, although the fact that maybe we're not going to go down and visit the green room tonight could be said to be an absolute BG. Oh, no, I've got that link the wrong way down. Um, it's it's not a BG, it's a tragedy. By the BGs. Hey, Flossie, do you like the BGs? Um, yeah, I think so. I'm not, I'm not very good at people's names, that's trouble. Okay, well, you, you sing along, um, and uh, I'll cue you up with the backing track now as we go live to Hutton and Orbital oh, yeah, Live like Karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Going nowhere. Now, i just seen that the green room has filled up with people. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> What's going on down there, guys? Ah, right, let's go in. People who obviously aren't listening to the show and can't work out what's going on. All right, well, let's go down quickly. 
Oh, yeah, bunch of nutters. What's going on? What's all this? Hey, we said we're not coming down to the green room tonight. We're not coming down to speak to you. Or is that why you're in here? Is that what's going on now? You've come down. I was having a party, aren't Just throwing mugs around. Yeah. Just down here having a party that we're not invited to. Well, that's just not going to do Yeah. No, no, you're not invited to it. You didn't want to come in here. So I thought... Well, we need to show some love to this place. You didn't want to come. You up. didn't want to come up and see us. So, pfft, stuff you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to see you. You're fine. I didn't. <laughs> well, we will just say on behalf of the entire green room for the mug and good evening to you all. And thank you for joining us. I know Mind Wipe just nipped away. Uh, he scarpered uh, when he thought he was got triggered. Yeah. <laughs> he, he flounced off because we weren't going to talk to the green room. He said, "If he wanted to say something, he could have come up." We, we really, we, we just yeah. we want to try and speed up the show so we can all get back to drinking heavily and pretending. <laughs> 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 um, right, okay. So we're going to look back up to the room and um, go. For, well, we'll do. Uh, have you have you had a guest Mark. yet? What, what's our students? We've had Mr. Space. Yes, yeah, so yes, we've had Mr. Space and the birds. All the king's men. Wild Beasts, Gravity is a Bitch, Miranda Lambert, and Tragedy by the Bee Gees. Got a couple of guesses, and but none of them are correct. Let's do that, and then we'll we'll go back up to the live room whilst people have a think, okay. and we have the la well, the yeah. penultimate tune. Let's give them a, a give them a, another clue. Then we'll give them another tune. It's called um, Kate. It's called Kate. Is somebody called Kate? No, it's no, it isn't. It's called People's Faces. Oh. Well, who sings that? And it's Kate Tempest. No. Kate. Tempest. Do you know Kate that song, Flossie? Tempest. 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 Do you know this song, Flossie? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think. Oh, right, well, the word's oh, challenging was, was, was given to me about this song. It's definitely interesting. Um, we're going to do that and we're going to move back up to the other room again. Um, so enjoy this challenging tune and uh, we'll see you <laughs> after it. I feel like we need to have a minute silence, but I haven't got a fucking clue what for. That <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> was pa quite powerful, I thought. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of love. Karumba loves Kate. There you go, Kate. Um, that's one one person that appealed to. One and Dave, who picked that one. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of us kind of, eh, well, you know... She does sound like she could do with, you know, a night out and a hug. Some, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> right. Guesses. Guesses for all that. Um, okay. But we've had nothing correct so far, but I'll just go back. Um, Amelia, Amelia, can you see the guesses here? Yes, I can. I think it's somebody else's turn to read these out, except not me. Go on. Okay, so we have one from Naughty Body Wash. He thinks the theme is the speed bowling event. Uh, uh. Um, we have one from Mindwipe. Uh, simple guess: burning out. He says the animals, the grind, of the the grind, the day-to-day -day chore in game is my reasoning. I'm totally wrong, but meh. And I did write back to I did write back to my work and said, "You're absolutely correct. You're totally wrong." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have another one from Falco Took. He says, "Um, the letter B, birds, beasts, bitch, B." I said, "That's a load of bollocks." 
Ich krieg I'm not surprised. It's it's um it requires a certain um amount of knowledge of how how things work to get this one. Would you like me to go through well, yeah. this? Um, let's let's go through the song. We'll go oh, through the tunes. Draxor's just Draxor's just coming in there with a message. Oh oh Draxor. Oh. Um and at the last moment the wonderful commander Draxor has just come up with the correct answer. <laughs> Oh. I don't know if she cheated and copied it off a litho breaker, but she did brilliantly well. You are correct, Commander Draxor. Well done, uh, done Draxor. Even I if you can't spell it, but Hold never on. mind. Hold on a second. Let's check her working. Right. <laughs> right, Draxor. <laughs> We're going to check your working for this. <laughs> I, I would say ignore the first one for a moment. Come back to that one, okay? All right. You there, Draxor? I've, I've dragged you up. I know you're here. I can see you. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's check you're working. Okay. Song number... So you, if you can explain um, what your guess is and how you base it on these songs. So All the King's Men by Wild Beasts. Is it just all right to say it was a guess because of the last song it said Tempest and I played <laughs> Tempest in a play school? A school you're, play? You're, you're still a damn sight closer than anybody else. <laughs> Well, you, okay, I, I, I think you get half a point for that. <laughs> at least you're honest, thank you. <laughs> I shall put you back down. Um, okay, right, okay, so let's okay. go. Let's go then. All okay. the King's Men. Okay, so All the King's Men. Well, the, because te the, this is based on our extended intro, Forbidden Planet, which is a film loosely based on Shakespeare's The Tempest. Prospero and all that stuff. Caliban, loads of that. So Shakespeare's company was known as the King's Men. Huh? Okay. Fantastic. All right. So I'll come back to the first one in a second. Third song, Gravity is a Bitch by Miranda Lambert. Because Miranda was the daughter in The Tempest. Okay. Tragedy, Bee Gees. Shakespeare, tragedy, duh. Yeah. And then, as director said, People's Faces, Kate Tempest. As she said, now going back to the first one, Mr. Spaceman, that is because that is a song from uh, a jukebox musical called Return to the Forbidden Planet, which is based on Forbidden Planet, which is based on that is the a Tempest. Stinker of a clue that one, isn't it? It is. Well, my original, my original. I think I don't think anybody would have guessed it even in my original set, which were all songs from that musical, which would have required you to have actually seen the musical um, to take to take part in. So yeah, that was a stinker. That that was our litho breaker uh, thrower offer. Okay, well that makes perfect sense. Frosty, did you get that? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, you know, uh, Rampage knew that because you know he, he's, he's he's looking rougher and rougher every time I look at you in the camera. You're making ah, uh, yes, lousy. I'm just the font of all knowledge. Yes, absolutely. I'm not really dying in my chair here. I'm fine. <laughs> what you need is a hot toddy. He's putting down. <laughs> have you have you have you have you ever had a hot toddy? 
No. Okay, so what Aww. you need is you need a good single malt or a blend. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have some disparin in it to sort of add some kind of medicinal properties, but it's basically <laughs> honey, some lemon juice, a uh, shot of whiskey, a little bit of hot water just to sort of dilute that lemon juice and honey down, and then sup, <laughs> sup that down, and you, it will it will cure your ills, and you will feel a million times better. Or fucking pissed. One of the two. I'll, I'll go for fucking pissed any day of the week at the moment. <laughs> but it does I love a hot You always try Death Chamber. Oh god, what's that? <laughs> it's um, a shot of vodka, a shot of sambuca, and two shots of absinthe. Uh, you uh, put it all in a tumbler. Uh, you get an empty pint glass. You set it all on fire and then put the pint glass over it. So uh, all of the fumes, uh, the fire goes out and all of the fumes escape into the empty glass. Then you get a straw and you breathe in the fumes before downing drink. Guaranteed mm. to clear your sinuses. That would clear everything. Yeah, I've got a feeling I'll be smoking at my arse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but at least you'd have an excuse this time. Well, this is true. This is true. Indeed, the yeah, Draxa says that sounds like death, uh, which is probably where it gets its name. Is it, from it's in the name. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about that one, um, but you know, a, a hot toddy has got me through many a, a winter night when you've got the high temperature and the sore throat and the sinuses, and it's quite a nice way. <laughs> just, just listen to that, Amelia. It's a nice way to clear your tubes. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to lighting a can of Mr. Muscle and shoving it up your arse. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's very, you're very clean afterwards. Well, this is true, yes. And you can certainly put yourself at Gas Mark 5. Uh, right, where are we? We are... Oh, we're down the arse end as, as usual. Um, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Sean, for putting the script together this week. Um, and we send, I'm not sure what happened to Commander Ventura, who has had to do something else tonight, but I couldn't remember if it was something because I missed his message. I wasn't sure it was something bad or something good. Because obviously, if he's away doing something good, then screw you, Ventura! But if he's not, then all the best. It's, uh, it's one of those coin flips. <laughs> we'll just do both, and that way it's fine. Um, and, of course, we hope... I'm not sure if Vintian's back next week. He's quite, he's on his business. Uh, we busy spell for the next couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, I don't think he is. I'm just checking my calendar. No, it's supposed to be you. It's supposed to be me. It should be me again next week, so we'll see what we can do. Yeah. And uh, we'll maybe get Sean on camera, mm. maybe get Amelia. Yeah, you, I should be on camera by next week, yeah. Get the full crew up here. I have to remember to put my kecks on. <laughs> no, on your head? <laughs> just give <laughs> No, just... Just, <laughs> just, um, just on at all. <laughs> okay. okay, right. I am st you, do, you do know I'm the most regular stunt buck, and you have to practice these things. That is a difficult phrase to say if you use that into a tongue twister. Stunt buck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, right. So we have done the theme review. Oh, I've still got my um, yeah filter up there. That's a bit strange. Um, we have done all the theme reveals. We've done the show. We've had your news. The podcast will be out shortly after the show. You can check out media.forthemug.com or on the iTunes link, or you can subscribe to the RSS feed. I'm going to let these guys go and get themselves recovered because they're uh, he's absolutely loaded and got Flossie over there coughing away and Jesus you guys what do you like disease I'm going to go and see what's under the under the sink that I can stick in a glass 
Oh, I, it just struck me. You can use Kleenex for that as well, can't you? Yeah, everything. <laughs> I don't care. Just mm. going to get a big glass and just fill it with anything. Mm. <laughs> right. Um, where are we? Do we have any other business before we draw tonight to a close? I've now put a wee note up there to the nominations. The Muggies 2019 at Gmail with who and why for your nominations for our first annual Muggies. Please make an effort to nominate someone. Uh, that goes for everyone in the studio as well. The current, I believe the current admin crew are exempt, but you can nominate who you want, but try to avoid the, you know, us, because frankly we get enough joy out of this as it is. Um <laughs> So we really want to get those unknown people that we celebrate, those truckers who day-to-day -day are playing the game and um, giving you a benefit from their existence. We want to acknowledge them and give them a huge big well done. Um, and join us on January the 2nd for a special show that we hope will be phenomenal and great fun to join in. And uh, we will announce the muggies and well, arrange to get those prizes sent out. Um, what else have we got coming up? That's all I can think of. Check the events page, keep a look there. Anyone else got anything else? Amelia? Uh, nope. Nope. Harry? Nope. Flossie? Nope. Nope, we've got it all covered. And Rampage, thank you very much to you as well. No, no worries. You're all pleased to isn't infectious via the electronic media, so you're absolutely safe. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> all right, well, thank you again to you all. I'm going to pass over to Harry, who is going to take us out with a little bit of information, it looks like. About a million years from now, the human race will have crawled up to where the Guardians stood in their great moment of triumph and tragedy, and our Father's name will shine again like a beacon in the galaxy. It's true. It will remind us that we are, after all, not Braben. Ah, oh, don't be sad. Never mind. I'm sure you'll all bounce back next week. Like it says in our last tune, it's Rubber Ball by the Avons. Next week, unite everyone for the mug! Good night! For the mug! Mug! <laughs>